0: And like i told alphonse i don't like my brenda bloody when i slip inside i want it as squeaky clean as the first time i test drove her the boy was staring out the window singing softly to himself the girl was watching me watching her i realized that she had never taken her eyes off me the whole time i took a left on grundy and headed for the highway hey officer we're going the wrong way my daddy's office is downtown said the boy like he was Rand mcnally I glanced again in the rearview mirror. The girl was still staring at me, right in the eyes, grinning now. "'It's a shortcut,' I said. I needed a cigarette. I glanced over and stared longingly at the butt snuggled up against the polished steel of the ashtray. I left them there as a reminder, but sometimes they were tempting. I leaned over, and with two fingers, slammed it closed. No way was a Marlboro man going to beat me. The cowboy had met the cancer monster and lost. I had enough stress in my life without having to worry about coughing up blood every morning. This ain't no shortcut, mister. My daddy's office is back that way. I tried to ignore him. Who the fuck are you? My eyes jerked in their sockets. The little sweet girl was grinning now. I noticed her two front teeth were missing. I knew people who thought stuff like that was cute. To me, she looked like a defanged vampire. You heard me. Where the fuck are you taking us? It was stunning to see her mouth so expertly form those words. Sue's. "'You can't talk to a policeman that way,' said her brother, strangely less surprised at her words than me. "'Lance, you stupid fuck! Don't you see what's going on here? We're being kidnapped!' Her ponytail swept left, then right, as she first glared at her brother and then returned her gaze to me. I noticed how her upper lip dominated her lower and how they both turned up in a private smile. I closed my mouth, realizing that it had dropped wide open. "'Who the hell was this girl, and where did she get her mouth?' "'I was expecting rugrats, and I got war rats instead. What was up with that?' closed the cell phone and jammed it back into the inside breast of my sheepskin jacket. Fucking Chadwick told me to keep driving around. Says to me, can't you even take care of a couple of kids? Buy them a happy meal and stop calling me. When the deadbeat has the money ready, I'll call you. Buy them a fucking happy meal and let them eat all over Brenda? No way. I never eat around Brenda and I can't stand the smell of old food. But it had been eight hours. Eight hours of that girl spouting words that would make a crack whore choke. Where she learned them, only God knows. Her bitchy little attitude had pissed me off several dozen times, and I had caught myself twice sliding the gun out from between my legs. It was almost midnight. I was tired. I was hungry. And I was in the gimme-a-sniper rifle so I can kill every tar-inhaling, butt-token, stinky-ass motherfucker in the whole fucking world stage of nicotine withdrawal. The boy was asleep, his head on his sister's lap, but the little bitch queen herself was still grinning, staring at me like I was a prize pig at the fair, and she was a butcher. I see the way you're looking at me, mister. What? You want to stick your little thing inside me, don't you? Jesus Christ, I don't know what the hell happened to you in the seven years of your life, but Vinny, don't do with no kids. Any kids, she said. No, not any kids at all, got it. She started chuckling about the same time I figured out that she had corrected my grammar. Motherfuck, screw it. I didn't care what Chadwick said. I was going to stop and get some coffee and a burger. some place where people aren't allowed to smoke so I don't go off and cap someone. This trappy little girl had me on the brink and I was ready to squeeze off a few just so I could get a little peace. I passed by three likely places but kept driving because some illiterate assholes couldn't understand that a circle with a line through a lit cigarette meant no smoking. Finally, I found a place at the end of a tattered old strip mall in the east end of town. The place was so old I could see the faded portions of the wall that had read Woolworths. Now there was a store that hadn't been around for a while. The joint was one of those coffee boutiques selling things like lattes and frappes and other shit as long as they had whipped cream and cherries, but it was too late at night for me to care. As far as I was concerned, it fit the bill perfectly. Not only was it totally empty, but it sold food as well. Even better, it had a no-smoking sign hanging big and bold right out front. I slid Brenda into an empty slot near the front door, careful to keep her within the lines and listened to her purr for a few seconds. I noted that in another four hundred miles she would need an oil change. I kept the tally in my head, see. No way was I going to let some pimply-faced high school goomba her glass with a stupid sticker reminding me to drive safe and get another oil change at their place of business after three thousand miles. I placed a forty-five cal back in my shoulder holster and climbed crab-like out of the front seat, stretching the kinks out of my much-abused driving muscles. The girl exited first. I grabbed her collar and held her at arm's length, while I watched the boy stumble out of the car, small fists rubbing squinting eyes. I jerked him near with my other hand and then pulled both of them close and whispered threats of violence until even the girl bobbed her head. The interior of the place was all stainless steel and formica, just like a soda pop shop out of the 1950s. Only the sharp, clean smell of coffee and the small case of exotic designer juices let me know I hadn't stumbled into the past. I pushed the midgets into a booth and squeezed in beside, pinning them to the wall. I fixed them with my eyes. It was their last warning. All.